0: Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the message today. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit LHAchurch.com. Amen. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, we're going to begin in Matthew chapter number five. We're going to start where we were going to be last Sunday. And, uh, we had an incredible time in the Lord's presence last weekend and anticipating the Lord doing something really special in our hearts today. Matthew chapter 5 is where we're going to begin and then in a few minutes we're going to head over to Second Chronicles chapter number 20. Um, I just want to stop for a moment and just have prayer, um, not as a perfunctory prayer, but as really as a preparation prayer. How many of you believe the Word is alive and powerful? My prayer today is the Word will be at work in this room, but more importantly than the room, uh, you who are in the room, that the Word will be at work in us. Let's pray that way right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Father, in this moment, God, we would all be prepared pray, Father, you'll prepare me to share the word. I pray, Father, each person in the room, you'll prepare them to receive the word. Lord, your word is quick, it is powerful, it is alive. Father, we don't want to just come and go through the motions. We don't want to just come and and do a routine. We want to come and we want to experience the power and the work of your word. So, Father... We just come to you right now. We just ask that, Lord, whatever needs to happen, you'll do that. You'll prepare us. You'll do whatever needs so that the word can be at work in us in this place in the name of Jesus. And all the church said together with me, amen Amen in agreement. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter number 5. Beginning in verse 14, Matthew 5 and 14, if you have ever wondered, is there a purpose for my life? Have you ever wondered, well, you know, I know there are other people that God uses and does things through their life and they have greater value than I have, Jesus begins this passage making a very emphatic statement about your life. If you ever say, you know what, my life really doesn't have any value and there's really nothing my life can do uh, in this world and no way that I can be a part of, of being a world changer, when you read this first statement right off the bat that Jesus says, you'll find God's purpose for your life is that your life has meaning and purpose in his plan. Notice these words. You are the light of the world. We're always saying, well, I'm going to become one day. Jesus said, you are. Look at your neighbor and say, you are. are. Look at your other neighbor and say, "You you are. You are the light of the world. Jesus makes an emphatic statement about you. He makes a very descriptive statement about you. In this very dark world, and how many of you know the world seems to be getting spiritually darker by the day? He said, in the middle of that, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, Jesus was such a good storyteller. He told the story in ways they would understand. He said, just like you see the the lamp on the stand. He said, in the same way, let your light shine before men. One of the translations says, before others that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. You are the light of the world, and when your light shines in the world, God gets the glory. Now, a light, if we were to go outside today, the sun is, I'm hoping the sun is shining out there. But you go out in the sun, it's shining, it's very bright, and someone turns on a light. How many of y'all know it really doesn't do much? But if I were to have the individuals in the back turn all the lights off in here, and then we had one small light to be lit, how many of you know it would make a difference? Light's potential is found in the darkness. Now, the Bible tells us and teaches us that this world today is full of spiritual darkness. And like I told you earlier, you don't have to look around very long, watch the news very long, see what's going on in the world. And you know there's spiritual darkness all around us. It's with that kind of mindset that Jesus says, you are the light of the world. And we've been talking about leading for Several weeks, and as followers of Jesus Christ, our lives is to have a leading influence and a leading effect on the world around us. As followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, as, as men and women who said, I, uh, I find my life and I equate my life in Jesus Christ, with that being the case, our lives should stand out in our society in a positive and a spiritually enlightening way. Now, this happens not only through our words. There's a good balance. If we have only words and no good deeds, there's no balance. How many of you know you can say what you want, but if people see you living another life, your words aren't worth anything? And then the truth is, if we just live and have no words, then Romans can't be fulfilled that says, how will they know unless someone preaches or tells them about the word? There is this balance of sharing the word and of living a life of good deeds so that Jesus is praised. This happens not just through the words, but more than often it comes through our actions as well. And one of the ways that you and I can have a leading effect that has meaning and effectiveness in the lives of others comes as we lead in the influence of prayer. Now, if you will, let's go together to 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and that's actually where we're going to spend the remainder of our time together today. This passage in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 is probably one of the great examples that someone's life can have in leading in the influence of prayer. Here's what we find leading up to this passage, because I think it's always important that we have the picture of what's happening before the passage what we're going to read. What we find is Israel, after the reign of King Solomon, King Solomon was uh, one of the wisest of all time. God used him in a mighty way to lead his people. He followed his father David. In the ways of the Lord and after the reign of King Solomon we find that the kingdom is divided into two kingdoms. The northern kingdom which was Israel, the southern kingdom which was Judah. Now biblical history and as you read through the Old Testament what you'll find is the northern kingdom went from one bad king to another bad king to another bad king. And the scripture will continually say he did evil in the eyes of the Lord as did his father. Now, the southern kingdom, on the other hand, the southern kingdom did have some bad kings, but there were some good kings in the process. Jehoshaphat is one of those good kings. He was a godly man. 2 Chronicles 19, you can read it later, tells us about him, tells us about some of the things that he did, the many good and the righteous things he did, tells us about some of the stands that he took and, and how he didn't just believe something, but he put things into action. He was a great king for God's people. Jehoshaphat was serious about serving the Lord. He was serious about walking with God. And I have to tell you, that is a great foundation for a good prayer life. This morning, we're going to walk through this chapter here in Second Chronicles 20. And we're going to see how Jehoshaphat led those around him in the influence of prayer. Some great things that you and I can pick up from in our own lives and in our church That will in turn be a blessing to other people. And so I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't know that we're going to get through everything in here today. And if we don't, we'll pick it up again next week and we'll finish it next week. I just want to be able to take our time. And I'm more concerned about us hearing what God has for us today than just getting through the notes. The first thing that I would share with you this morning as we prepare to walk through this chapter together is this. Learn to pray now. Learn to pray now. What do I mean by that? Don't wait until you're in trouble to learn to call on God. Don't wait until your life is going down the tubes to begin to learn to talk to God. Learn to pray. Learn to commune with Him before the trouble sets itself on your doorstep because of this truth. Trouble will Come, every one of us, every single one of us. Today, you may be in a troublesome situation, and you feel like you're the only one there. You ever felt that way? Like, you look around, and and everybody else seems to be going great. But the truth is, we all walk through troubles. That's common. All of us experience troubles from time to time. The challenge is this. You can't wait to learn to pray because if you do, you're going to struggle and you can't manufacture peace and security and confidence in God in a moment's notice. Um, Colton, can I borrow you for a minute? Better ask forgiveness than permission sometimes. Um, Colton is going to represent the Lord in our lives, Okay. The Lord has hair. (laughs) Here's what happens. He gives us this promise. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So everywhere I walk through life, he is right here with me. Have you ever been with someone, though, and you couldn't have much of a conversation with them? Here's the plan Here's what God purposed, if you will. I want to give you a visual picture for just a moment of what prayer is. You know, life, we go through life. Let's let's just walk slowly together, okay? We walk through life, and as we walk through life, we're going to find some bumps in the road. And you know what? He's right here with me. And so, you know what? Man, this, this bump in the road, that was terrible back there. And I could just talk to him. He's right here with me. And something crops up, and I can... Wow, I'm gonna need your help. And you know what the beauty of it is? Have you ever been in trouble and been by yourself in trouble? How many of y'all remember having trouble before we had cell phones? I was relaying a story. Lord, you're gonna to have to stand right here for just a moment while I give this illustration. <laughs> I was giving a story to Paula the other night. We were out for a drive in the country and I said, we were going down a specific road and I said, I remember this road very well. Because I was 16 years old, I had my first car. How many of y'all know your first cars usually aren't your best cars? My dad gave me an old one that was wore out because he knew I wouldn't be very good to it, probably. And so I remember I was heading to go meet some people, and I was almost, my parents live on 38th Street, I was almost out to Highway 18. And, And my car broke down. Well, I knew my mom and dad wasn't at home. And hard for you to believe, young people, Nobody had cell phones back then. So I'm like, what in the world am I going to do? I thought, boy, there ain't nothing I can do. I started heading back home. I was young. I started jogging home. Now if I was going to do that, I'm sitting in the car till somebody comes. I ain't jogging home. (laughs) But I started jogging home. And I remember I got right down to this corner of 400 and about 100, and these folks had dogs. When I was telling the story, I could almost feel the fear of those three dogs coming out running at me. Man, I tell you what, I hightailed it. You want to talk about sprinting? I was sprinting with everything I had. There's something. All I needed is my dad to be there because my dad probably could have fixed the car and I would have went right on my way. But my dad wasn't with me. There is a sense of helplessness. And when you're helpless... And you'll do some crazy things like running back home. It was almost four miles back to the house. It's a good thing I was 16. (laughs) But there was a sense, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't get a hold of anybody. There's no way to reach anybody. I'm in trouble here. That's a terrible feeling. So many times we walk through life as if we are alone alone. When in reality, he's right here beside us. Listen, whether I feel him or not, he said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. So I'm, I'm with him. He's with me all the time. But a lot of the times I'm not aware. Imagine for a moment that the Lord and I are just walking through life and I never talk to him. I never say, Lord, what should I do about this situation? You know, Paul is really being on ran. I don't know. I don't know how to fix it, Lord. I, I just don't know. I just don't know. And, and you Lord, I got this problem, and I'm not sure how to deal with this problem. You know, otherwise, I'm just kind of talking about You ever talk to yourself? And I'm just trying to figure it all out myself. How many of y'all know we can make a mess by doing it ourselves? And so if I'm used to just talking to Jerry, whether he's with me or not, I don't have the sense he's with me. So now... He's with me, I come up on a really big problem, and now I'm going to try to start learning to talk to him. Have you ever met somebody new and tried to have a really great conversation with them? A little awkward, isn't it? You're like, well, I don't know you, you don't know me. Boy, those things you do is kind of weird, you know? And you're thinking, "This this is just really uncomfortable. Walking with him in prayer, if you've not been accustomed to it, when something happens, you can't manufacture peace and security. You can't find rest because you're in trouble. But listen, if I've been walking with him at every step and every time that I went through a trial, I just clung to him and said, I've got to have your help. Listen, when the next one comes, I know right where my strength is. You see, I've been walking with him. And so you know what? This problem won't be any different than the last problem because he was with me then and he's going to be with me today. Don't wait until you're in trouble to learn to pray. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Because if you do, you're going to forfeit those securities. You're going to forfeit help in difficult times, not because he's not there but because I'm not aware of his presence. If you learn to walk with him in a life of prayer, then you can say from your heart, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned. I've learned to depend on him. I've learned that he's faithful. I've learned that it's true. I've learned that he won't let me down. I've learned that though I seem to be going down for the last time, he's going to pick me up out of it. I've learned that when I feel alone, I'm never alone. I've learned. I've learned that when I call on him, he says, I'm right here. I've learned that he is my peace in the midst of the storm. I've learned that he's a constant help. I've learned. I've learned. I've learned. How do I know that? Because we've walked together. We've walked together. Second Chronicles. That's where we are. Verse 1. We're only at verse 1. I told you we may not get through the whole thing. Notice these words. After this, the Moabites and the Ammonites with some of the Minuites. Aren't those great names? Came to make war with Jehoshaphat. Now we find he's faced with a big problem. But he's been faithful to God, but he's still faced with a big problem. Serving God doesn't mean no problems, serving God means help in the problems. Otherwise, how I many I know you're on your own. Jehoshaphat is faith with big problems, but because he's been serious about walking with God, Jehoshaphat is able to respond in clarity and in faith as he responds to the crisis. He's not having to run around frantically. Have y'all ever ran around frantically? Maybe you didn't run around. You felt frantic. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? This is bad. Oh, bad. This is really bad. Oh! He's not running around frantically. But he knows where his source is. And he's found him to be faithful before. And because he's found him to be faithful before, he has confidence that his God will be faithful again. So point number one is this, learn to pray now. Learn to pray now. Secondly, we find that problems are part of life. Now, you came today to be encouraged in the house of God, and this has been a place of joy this morning. It's been a place of his life, and I'm just going to tell you the truth. Problems are a part of life. Problems are a part of everyday living. This is something, this is something, really, listen, as believers, this is something you've got to settle in your heart, and you've got to settle in your mind because... When trouble comes otherwise, you're going to start thinking, wait a minute, I gave my life to God, and I've been serving Jesus, and if he really loved me, he wouldn't let this happen to me. This is life on earth, not heaven. Someday you and I will be in heaven with no problems, but right now, we're on earth. We're on earth. And difficult things happen. I have over the years, I have stood at the head of a casket and I have had family members look me in the eye and say, how could God let my loved one die? The truth is there's not a family in this room that hasn't had a loved one die. Do not misunderstand me. I'm not being heartless. I'm just telling you the truth. Death is as much a part as being born. Why is it that some of us go out early, some of us go out later? I don't know. Problems, hurts, difficulties are a part of this life you and I live. And we need to settle this because what the devil wants to do is he wants to drive a wedge between you and God. Because the enemy is the one who encourages that kind of thinking. Well, if God really loved you, then. The word tells us many. Somebody say many. Many Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But. I love that in there. But the Lord delivers us from them all. Some of y'all have been in situations you said, I'm not going to make it. You're still here today. That's right. That's right. You said, I can't get through this, and you're here today. Enemy tried to steal your praise, and yet you had praise for him today. He says, I'm going to take you out, but you're still here. Why? Because though the, the afflictions of the righteous may be many, the Lord delivers us from them all. Verse 2 there in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army. Notice the description there. A, not just an army, but a vast army is coming against you. Wow. He represented the kingdom. The enemy's attack was coming against him. There's a vast army coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the sea, that is in Hazaz Tamar, which is in Gedi. There are times when the enemy comes in like a flood. There are times when it seems it's waves crashing in around you. But as a believer in Jesus Christ and one who is knowing the life of prayer, in that situation you can say, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in his word. I've found his word to be faithful and true. He is everything that he said he would be. How many of y'all want to see miracles? Would you lift your hand if you say, I want to see miracles? How many of y'all don't have a miracle? You've got to have a big problem. Let me ask you this. How many of y'all want a big problem? Ooh, the revival just went right out the door right there. I'm okay to have a miracle. so oh, it's your miracle. I'll shout with you. You don't, don't worry about it. You don't, no, I don't, I don't need one. We want to see God do great things, but for God to do great things, you got to need great things. Notice this, verses 3 and 4. I love the way this passage starts. Alarmed. You just kind of have to get the picture there. Alarmed. You ever been alarmed? You wake up. You were supposed to have been someplace an hour and a half ago. And you're alarmed. Because your alarm didn't alarm you. You go out to the mailbox, and there's a letter. And you notice on the outside of the envelope, it says internal revenue service. Your heart rate changes immediately. The word starts out, alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. And the people of Judah came together to seek help from the lord indeed they came from every town in judah to seek him the problem alarms jehoshaphat but he immediately knows right where to go to when you have a problem go right away to god you don't have to wait till the next Sunday. You don't have to wait till you can call somebody else to pray right there in the car, in the house, at work, wherever you're at, wherever it's at. You just say, "God, I need you right now." Alarmed, he resolved to inquire of the Lord. Josh Fett committed himself and the people to fasting. I would tell you, there are some things that are only going to come through with prayer and fasting. We talked about it last week, how we try to fight the battles in the natural. When you can't fight them in the natural, it's a spiritual battle that we're fighting. Number three, if you stay close to God in prayer, when trouble comes, you'll find that God doesn't seem to be at a distance. It's kind of the example that I gave you a few minutes ago with Colton and I. If you walk close with God in prayer when trouble comes, you know right where you need to go. You don't have to wait to get yourself in the right frame of mind. You don't have to wait till I get to the right place and and we get the right music on and we get the right worship. We get that, that really good worship song. You know that one we like. You know that one that when it plays, we just, oh, Jesus is all over this song. It's yours. And we think, I just got to get in this place. And then when I can quiet my mind and I can get my right music on and I can get the temperature in the room right, it's warm this morning in the room. And you say, when I can get all that together, then he'll be here and, and everything will be okay. Listen, friend, you need to run to him right away. That's why the Bible says pray continually. Stay in an attitude of closeness to God. Learn to walk in His presence. Learn to acknowledge Him throughout the day. You say, well, well, how do I do that? How how do I start praying Because when we read that, we think, pray, continue. We think, good Lord, how am I going to get anything done if I'm sitting around in a room all the time just talking to Jesus? How many of y'all have to work? How many of y'all's grass grows in your yard? How many of y'all have... Laundry at your house that needs to be cleaned. How I many? We have life to live, don't we? So you say, okay, I've got all this to do. How do I walk in prayer? Continue then because I ain't got time to sit in a prayer room 24-7. It's this attitude of constantly in communion with Him. I'm just walked with the Lord. And I, you know, there's times some folks would think I'm crazy. That's all right. I'll be going down the road in the vehicle. I'm the only one in the vehicle, and they see me talking. Last night, the uh, you know, the day had went by and it was starting to cool down, and the later part of the evening, it's a beautiful time, the later part of the evening, the sun is setting, and I'm sitting down on the front porch, and, and I'm just saying, I could see all the beautiful green trees and the grass, and there's some deer over here by the creek, and I'm just like. Lord, thank you today for my eyes. Thank you. Thank you for the color green. Thank you for the blue in the sky. I'm not not kidding. I'm not putting on. I'm I'm sitting on the porch. I'm I'm just talking to him. I'm just talking to him. I am bringing him into my life. I'm bringing his presence in, just like Colton was walking with me. I'm making myself aware that he's with me right here. And you see, when you do that and you get accustomed to walking with him and talking with him, then when trouble comes, the first thing you're going to do is go, Hey, 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 I need you right now. See, when you've been walking close to him, you know you don't have to go far away. God doesn't seem distant. I hear so many people say often, God just seems way far away. You say, I don't know how to get, just Start. Just start. You know, Paul and I this year uh, celebrated our 29th wedding anniversary, and the first time that we went out, we went to this really, really fancy restaurant. Really fancy. Uh, some of you older ones, you'll know the fancy one because you went there. It was called Jim Dandy's. I tell you, our first date, I spent the big bucks on her, and you know that first that first date. <laughs> That first date we went together, you know, we just sat across the table. And, and, you know, we'd both been raised in church. And I was in Bible college time, and I was preparing for ministry. And, and so we went, and we just, you know, that, that thing, you know, we were, we were happy to kind of be on date, but we were just like talking real spiritual, you know. <laughs> it, it was enjoyable, but it was awkward because we, we didn't know each other that well. Well, 29 years later, Jim Dandy's is closed. <laughs> and we're still talking. Except that our conversation has changed. We're at a point now, both of us can do You look at the other one and you know what they're thinking. Sometimes we tell you, get, get out of my head. You can't be in there. <laughs> We know what each other's thinking just by looking at each other. Why? How, how have we come to that place? Just by walking through life together. Walking through difficult times together. Walking through rejoicing times together. And I've got to know her more. And she's got to know me more. And, and we are closer in those ways because we've walked together. Listen, it was awkward in the beginning, but we just started doing it. We just started talking. I'll call you. You know, that was before text. I'll call you tomorrow. When I was in, I, I was home on spring break. We had that day. I had to go back to Louisiana to school. And so, this is in the olden days. We wrote letters. Through those letters, every one of those, it got a little easier. Praying, and even this thing about praying to may seem a little awkward for you at first just practice. Listen, there's no prayer police that's going to tell you, oh, that was the wrong way to do it. Just learn. Listen, you may do it different than I do it, and that's fine. Just learn to pray. Just learn to talk to Him. Just, Just take some simple steps. You may even start out by, God, I don't know if I'm doing this right or not. I was thinking about this today, and I thought, "How did you find a prayer?" life? Because I thought I'm going to talk to you today about a prayer life, and I thought somebody may be thinking in their mind, "What is the definition of a prayer life?" How well, I many you know that's not a real easy thing to give a clear, concise definition to? As I thought about it, I thought, you know, really, it's just about walking through life with Jesus just about walking through life with Him, taking this journey with Him. And so I want to encourage you, be close to Him because trouble in your life will come. But when it comes, if you know Him, you know right where to go. We're going to leave the rest for next weekend. I don't know what trouble you may be experiencing in life. But I would venture to guess probably every person in this room knows of some kind of need. Maybe in your life, you say, you know what, man, actually, Pastor, everything is really, I'm in a great season right now. Everything kind of seems to be going my way. But the truth is, I have friends, it's not going their way right. Maybe you know somebody who got a difficult report at the doctor's office this past week. Maybe you know someone who's going through a a great tragedy. You know someone who's lost a loved one recently and they are hurting and they're wounded on the inside and they just feel alone. There's probably not a day in our lives where there isn't something that we can pray about and bring to God. And so that's how I want to close our time. There's no way that I can lead us in a prayer, and it covers everything that touches everyone. So today, what I want us to do is we're all going to pray together. There is, um, in this chapter, verse 13, if you still have your Bibles out or your electronic device, Titus, if, if by chance you guys could help me with verse 13, if you could find that in the notes. Here's, here's how I want us to close our time. It says, All the men of Judah, with their wives and their children and their little ones, stood there before the Lord. What they were doing... Yo, know, they could have stayed in their house and just prayed. But there's some things going on. King Jehoshaphat said, I'd like for you all to come. And we're going to get together and we're going to stand before the Lord. And we're going to pray. And we're going to believe God. And so, Paula, if you'll come, rescue musicians and singers, you can, you can stay where you're at. Um, if you just want to come and just quietly play, here's what I'd like to do. If you would stand with me across the room today, I believe this: God is a very present help. The Bible tells us, Psalm 46. He is a very present help, very present help. He's right here. What I'd like to do, i if you will. He called all the people of Judah together. This morning, I'm not Jehoshaphat, but I'd like to call all the people of Lighthouse. I'd like to call and ask, would you come and stand across the front? Come in as close as you want. Last week I had some of y'all come up on the platform. You can come up and do that if you want to. Just want to have enough room. I'd like to ask all of the church body today, would you come and join with us As we pray, some of y'all, we probably are going to need some of y'all over here. If you wouldn't mind coming up here, some of y'all here, if you want to come up on this side, just come around on y'all. Don't have to be timid and shy. Come on, scared. Come on, don't be afraid. Colton, will you lead some of those in that area? Just come up here. I want to give enough room for everybody getting as close as possible. I have a few more of y'all up front to come up here? I'm not going to ask you to do anything, I promise. Don't be afraid. <laughs> I think when I say it, people are going to go, is he going to do like he, had he did with Golden?" And then after there's some space, would you just keep moving a little bit forward? We're just going to pray together as a body of believers. Just as a body of believers. People who believe that not only God exists, But that God is a present help. Greg's gonna be having some surgery pretty soon. Terry Little's here this morning. Terry's gonna be having some surgery pretty soon. Some others in this Bible, you've got some physical battles going on. You're gonna be having some surgeries pretty soon. Some of you are going through difficulties with work, some of you are going through difficulties at home. If you don't hear anything else that I say today, hear this. When you pray, God hears your prayer. What's so cool about God, different ones of you are going to pray different prayers, and he hears every one of you individually. So they brought the people of Judah together. They came, and they stood before the Lord, and they began to pray. So I'm going to lead us corporately. But I'd like to ask you to do something. Don't let me do all the praying this morning. Whatever need you've got. You know, Peggy's son is away on a trip. And she said to me more than once, I'm worried about my son. The cool thing about God is he's right here and he's out there with Scott. Whatever need you've got. It's okay. We're just going to pray. And whatever need that is, you just begin to tell it. Lord, I need protection. I need healing. I need provision. I need new love put in my heart. Whatever, whatever it might be. We're just as a body together coming. Because we say we believe in God today. Would you bow your heads? Friend, don't be ashamed, embarrassed to ask him. Just talk to him today. If it's uncomfortable, it's all right. You don't have to have the right words. Just in your own way. Just tell him what you need. My heavenly Father, today, I just come before you in this room I thank you that you're the God of heaven and you're the God of earth. I thank you that you're on the throne and you're right here with me. (laughs) I thank you that you're a very present help. Thank you that you're concerned about our lives and everything that touches our life. I thank you, Lord, that you care about the tears that have flowed down people's faces because of needs and troubles. I thank you that you've been right there, Lord, when they were alarmed by situations that came into their life. I thank you, God, that you're right there in the room when it seemed like the enemy was coming in like a flood all around them. And it was more than they could handle on their own. God, nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is beyond your ability to touch and to change. Lord, knowing that fact today, we just come to you and we bring our needs to you today. God, today I pray for my family. Pray my family will all learn to walk with you. Learn to walk in relationship with you and know you the way you created them to. Father, I just bring today my needs and my petitions and my requests to you. Because I know you care. And I know, God, you can do what I can't do on my own. So today, I just say, God, will you be at work? Will you be at work and will you do what I have not been able to accomplish? I declare I need you. I need your involvement. I'm alarmed. I need your help. Father, today, would you just remind us that you are right here with us? Would you remind us that you have always been faithful and true? Will you remind us that you will never let us down and you'll never leave us and you'll never forsake us? You'll never give up on us. You'll never be scared off in our lives. You'll walk through the difficult places and you'll walk through the times of rejoicing with us. Would you remind us that you are the God who is faithful? Father, I pray today every person in this room, you will bring strength to them, bring help to them, bring comfort to those who need it. I pray for healing today in the name of Jesus. I pray for healing today in bodies that are in need today. I pray, God, for your healing hand. God, to be upon them today in the name of Jesus. I pray for families who need restoration. God, I, beg- I believe you began something last week. I pray what you have begun, you will complete. I pray the hearts of the fathers will be turned to their children. The hearts of the children turn back to the fathers. I pray for families. God, you begin to put a new love in the heart for husbands and wives. God, I pray for those who have been away from you for a while. Their walk with you has seemed to get cold and and got a little distant. The things we talked about earlier, God, they, they have felt distant from you. Lord, the Bible says you give us a new heart. A heart that is sensitive to you. (laughs) I pray you'll do that in Jesus' name. Right now in this moment. I pray for those today that maybe are backslidden away from you. Lord, right now as we're in this place, I pray their prayer may be, Lord, I need to know you. I need to know you in a better way. Lord, I need today I return to you. Father, for those, I pray in the name of Jesus, today will be a day that you will restore the joy, joy of salvation, joy in knowing the Lord, joy in walking with the Lord, joy in being His. I pray, God, if the heaviness of life and difficulties of life have drained and robbed them of that joy, I pray today, joy will come back in like a flood in the name of Jesus. Lord, we don't have to do this in any certain way. We just You're just really wanting to hear from us. And so that's what we're here to do today, is talk to you. So, Lord, I pray you'll help us to learn to pray continually. Prompt us during the day to talk to you. Holy Spirit, prompt us just to, just to invite the Lord into our everyday life. Because, Lord, as surely as the sun will come up in the morning and set in the evening, so you will be with us every single day. Thank you for this hope. Thank you for this confidence. And thank you that you're right here with us. We love you. And we give you all thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you learn to walk with him when things are great you'll know where to go when they're not so great when you learn to get comfortable talking to him when things are going fine you'll be comfortable to talk to when they're not so fine just invite him into your everyday life may the Lord bless you may he keep you may you experience his joy Pressed down, shaking together, and flowing out of your life. We love you all. Our hearts and our prayers are with you every day. We believe in you. God bless you all. Have a great day, and truly, may the joy of the Lord be your strength. God bless you. Have a great day today.